Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So Pastor Chris, you know, you wear me out. Well, you know I'm not wearing you out. I'm just getting started. Look at this. Philippians 3 and 12, how many have been pressing for the prize? Glory to God. How many of you know you got a prize to press for? And you can take your time. I'm going to go slow. you got a prize to press for. You're called of God. Everybody in this room has a call of God upon their life. The Bible says when he went up, gifts came down. Did you get that? Jesus said he went up, gifts came down. You You got an assignment. You got a purpose. Your life's got a purpose. Your ministry is a purpose. Your calling is a purpose. Well, my purpose might not be that big. Big is obedient. That's all you got to be, obedient. What do I care what God called me to do? I just want to be faithful. When I started in this thing, I was a business guy, having fun, living life. I said, I'll mop the floor, clean the grill, whatever they are. I didn't care about none of this stuff. Everybody, you want to preach? Nope. You want to do this? Nope. You want to go there? No. You want, no, 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 no. I just want to do, I was happy mowing the lawn, man. I was like, if they had enough, if they wanted me to mow the lawn, I would have did it and had a blast. I served God in everything I do. I knew I did unto the Lord. I can only tell you what I know. Church, you come in church and it gets goofy. This is big. That's small. Blah, 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 blah. You know what's big? You obey the call of God on your life. Okay? Now, I was talking business guy this week, right? I had one of my guy, well, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. And I said, man, what does your business do for the community? I don't care if you're a businessman. Be a businessman the rest of your life. But... Go what? Go adopt a project or go get backpacks for kids or do something, man. Give in your local church at another level. You could be spiritual. You could be a mentor. You could be, you could be mentoring somebody. You could be doing a Bible study at work. You could take a lunchtime Bible study. Man, let me tell you, your company, make God your partner. I tell all of them, coach those guys. We're having Bible study today. I don't want to work here no more. We'll quit and get a new job. What do you mean you don't want to learn about God? They ain't going to get mad at you for having a time of prayer. What if you had a time of prayer before work? Come on, guys. We're going to pray five minutes before we go. You can make a difference in somebody's life, coaching kids and just sharing love with them and teaching them how to be young men. You don't think that's big? That's bigger than doing this. See, everybody think, like, you got a big job for the kingdom, Pastor Chris. No, I just talk to you and pray to God. You go talk to everybody else. Your company is an extension of God. You know what I'm saying? Well, if I do that. Nobody's going to know where to work. Be quiet. They do whatever you do. paying them, man. Amen. And you can do anything at any given moment of time if you just do it postured right. You don't have to make nobody show up. But you know what I'm saying. Your life is a spiritual thing, and you're pressing for a prize. Look what it says here, man. The Apostle Paul starts explaining. He said, I admit. What's that? What did you admit, Apostle Paul? I have not acquired yet the fullness of what I'm pursuing. Nobody has. We're all still pursuing. Sometimes we don't pursue as hard because we get a little lethargic. Because we get a little bit, we lose vision. It's okay? You know what I'm saying? How many of you are like all excited? Like, I want to retire. I can't wait till I retire. And then you retire and you're miserable. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? You ever been there before? You know what I'm saying? Somebody say, not yet. But you know what I'm saying? Like you get there and you're bored. It's like there's supposed to be some golden rainbow when you get there. You know what I'm talking about. Purpose must be identified all throughout your life. Otherwise, you lose focus. You know what I'm saying? You will. So this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. I run with passion 
into his abundance so I may reach the full purpose. Look what he says here. That Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Don't that sound like we got to find it and discover it? Your purpose. What's your purpose? Why am I here? Why am I on the earth? What am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Everybody's got to ask himself that. What's my purpose? What am I called to do? How am I, what, what, what am I here for? Right. Isn't that the divine question? Amen. You know? You got to know, why am I on the earth? What, what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? What if I don't, what if I don't fulfill my assignment? Now, I don't want to freak you out, but you should be pressing to understand these things. You should be discovering your purpose. You should be asking God, what do you want me to do? You know, it's funny, in church, like, okay, and this is a loaded question, obviously, you know, because we're doing this, but even like with this, this growth, it creates room. Did you pray about it? Hey, what am I supposed to do, God? Do you want me to do something with this thing? couple of you guys, I came to you and, and, and even said to you, I said, hey, I'm going to need you to rise up. You got to make a decision about life sometimes. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to give too much time. Well, the only reason why you're here is for God. Everything else is bonus. I understand you got life and family and all that stuff. I got it too, but my first priority should be fulfilling what God's asked me to do. You know, so it might take, it might take time out of my Sunday morning. Well, you know what? You got all the other rest of the week to get things done. You make time for what you want to make time for. Yep. Otherwise, you make excuses. Okay? But sometimes you got to have a serious talk with yourself. First, I had to have a serious talk with me before we launched this thing. I'm like, man, that's going to be, well, guess what? I'm either going to do it or not do it. But what's my purpose? Some things I need to get involved in. Some things I don't need to get involved in. You understand what I'm saying? But there's questions I got to make sure. Am I discovering my purpose? Number one way you do that is you keep coming to church. Everybody thinks that's a question like, you just want us here because, no, no, here's where God speaks to you, reveals your purpose, unleashes your identity, shows you who you are, shows you what you can do. Amen? It's really cool, ain't it? But this is the big thing. I like what he says here, and then I saw something. Look at this next verse. He said something that really challenged me. He said, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. None of us can do it in our own strength. However, I got one compelling focus. Man, it's funny how he said that. I forget all of the past, and I fast in my heart to his, my future instead. I thought that was so big. He said, I got one focus, I forget the past. And man, guys, that hit me so hard. And this is what I want you to write down. Your past is sometimes so dangerous because it constantly robs your future of success. Here's what I want you to do. You gotta make peace with your past. Write that down. There's some things we're not probably excited about. Maybe we made some mistakes. I look at my own life. I haven't done everything right. I don't try to do willfully wrong things, but how many of you know I missed the mark like everybody else? Can you make peace with your past? You have to. You got to make peace with the people of your past. You got to make peace with your past. And sooner or later, you got to get to a place where you just have peace with whatever decision you made that really is trying to rob your future of success. It's really, really important, guys. You have to make peace with your past. There's a lot of things we've done that we shouldn't do. There's a lot of things we didn't want to do. There's a lot of mistakes we made. I just talked to somebody this week. Guy calls me up, great guy. He's like, hey, man, I, I, was, I was like, hey, look, don't worry about it. Here's the bottom line. Regret is dangerous because we stay here too long thinking about it. It's a time stealer, and we don't want to stay there. So I want to ask you a question because the Apostle Paul said something so good. He said, I forget my past. He buried it, man. And I'm telling you right now, he got rid of the good and he got rid of the bad. Why? Because if you keep focusing on your past victories, you never find future success. Just keep doing, you know, I used to laugh. I had buddies of mine, you know, they played high school ball, you know. 
know what I'm saying? They want to tell you how good they were in high school. I said, you can't even run into the mailbox now, bro. But I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I'm telling you, I wear these guys out, you know? You know, like, you know what I mean? They're like 93. Remember when we were in high school? You know, I'm like, high school? Yeah, 93. I read, remember that? And I had a bu- my one buddy, he could hit. You know, he's a hitter. He's knocking people's helmets off. He's, he was like, he's like your pops. He's a hitter, bam, load up. And I was like, you can't even run around the block now, bro. You're about 150 pounds overweight. He's my buddy. I bust his chops, you know, but he wants to talk about the glory days. I said, the glory days pass you by, bro. Time for you to get it right. Why? Because you can live in the past and the good stuff and stop leading towards future for success. Business guys, you know what I'm talking about. You got to challenge yourself, otherwise you get comfortable with the success you had in past seasons. The Apostle Paul said, bump that. I'm over my last crusade. I got to keep pressing for a prize. I'm over my last victory. I got to keep pressing for a prize. I got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. But today, I want you to get to a place. Have you, I'm asking you a question, have you made peace with your past? Here's the reason why. The past is a time thief. And it's trying to rob time from your future, and you better not allow it access. Because what it tries to do is it tries to creep into your today and rob time. And now you're meditating on stuff you don't need to meditate on. You're thinking about stuff you don't need to think about no more. It's over. Can't go back a minute and back of it and fix it. Can't go a minute and forward and change it. Can't do nothing. All you got is today. Come on, somebody. Come on. I might not be what I want to be, but I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. Come on. Stir it up. Let's go. I'm getting better by the minute. I'm getting better. Come on, man. I'm getting better. Come on, man. I would have knocked you out six years ago. Now you're happy. i just waving at you saying praise the Lord. Come on. Give me an amen. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are still a little rough around the edges. We can't bring you places. You know, I know. Sometimes I bring you guys places. I got to be careful, you know. They're like, Pastor, I'm getting We went and played basketball one time. Oh, God, Joe, you should have been there. Holy God. And, and this, guy, this guy was being a clown. Were you with me when Carl got all mad? <laughs> but he was mad in a good way because the guy was cussing Blue Streak, yelling at the kids. And Carl looked at him, and he goes like this. He's about ready to get revelized. I said, Carl, what is revelized? He goes, we're reveling church, and he's getting ready to realize. I said, okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Carl told him he's going to get revelized. I said, praise me to God. We were having a good time. I was ready to revelize. Here's what I want you to know. Why? Because everybody in life is growing beyond where we were if you start what? Focusing on your future. But if you keep looking at your past, well, it is, is a time thief of the present. That's all it is. So look what he says right here, because he tells us what to do, and this is really strong. Look what it says in Psalms, uh, Psalms 45.10. So number one, you got to forget your past. Write that down. Write that down looking at Scripture. Now listen, daughter. Now listen, he's talking to Israel, so he's calling Israel his daughter because he's trying to get them to understand something about their future, okay? He said, pay attention and forget about your past. Why is that? Put behind you every attachment to the familiar, even those who were once close to you. Now, listen, there's a lot in that. I want you to look at it. He said what? He said, forget about your past. That's number one. You know you got to forget your past, but watch this. You got to what? Put behind every attachment to something that was familiar. You got to get rid of the familiar in your life. You got to bury it and burn it. Why? And there's some people you need to get away from. Okay? Now, why? They're not a good influence. The Bible says stay away from corrupt communication, which is people that ain't taking you nowhere. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but you, you got to sooner or later go, hey, first and foremost, forget your past. Number two, what he said, get away from the familiar. What's the familiar? 
The familiar is what you're used to. You got to release yourself from some familiar stuff. Because if you don't get rid of the familiar, it'll creep into your future and rob the brand new you. Well, I want to, you know, you guys, I want to hang out with the fellas. Man, you don't need to hang out with no fellas. It ain't none, listen to me, and none of you need to be talking to nobody. Listen, all you married people, let me help you. This, I'm on a pet peeve right now, okay? All you married people don't need to be talking to people of the opposite sex at all. With some of that goofy behavior you do, like, I just got a friend. Get rid of your friend. Right. You're married, you ding dong. Right. You understand me? We just friends. Yeah, okay, well, then put your wife in the group text. That's right. Yeah, don't play with me. I'm a gangster when it comes to this, man. You understand what I said? Guys, all want to come here. I want to have friends. Yeah, well, then put your wife in the group text. And if she don't like it, there's something to it. Whether you think your friend, your friend might have motive, your wife will pick up. She got radar. She's like a ninja. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like a goofball. I don't even know what she's talking about. She's like, I was like, okay, whatever. No, why? Because you got to understand this stuff. You guys sometimes keep familiar things around you. You don't need to keep around you, man. And you're going to be okay. And some of you need to lose some people, not out of meanness, that'll keep you too close to a slippery creek. You're going to fall in. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to hang out with the fellas. Well, now guess what? You better get a new group of fellas because some of these fellas ain't helping. Ladies, same deal. People travel in packs. They got spirits on them. You can't see them, but they're there. Hello, thank you very much for the no amens. Stay and watch the familiar. And then what do you got to do? You got to be careful. Pop that up there. Why? Don't get familiar with your past because why? Problem. And what? And you, whoa, 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 whoa. Some people that were even close to you, you got to separate from because guess what happens if you don't separate from the people of the past? They become the people of your future, and you don't have one no more. Because they ain't going with you. Come on, guys. You know what I'm talking about. How do you press beyond the past? You got to leave the past behind. How are you going to leave the past behind if you're trying to bring everybody with you from the past into your future? Hello? Your future is going to look like your past if you think you're going to bring everybody with you. It's not... Hey, look, man, we running. Now, I'm not saying be mean, and I'm not telling you to be unkind. I'm talking about being loving, but you know what I'm saying. Some of you are trying to stay comfortable and forget your past. You can't do it. It's uncomfortable because you're leaving one season of life and pressing into another. Look what he says in Isaiah 43, 18. This is good stuff. This is what helps you get there. Because what do we say? You have to find the people of your future now. They change. They don't talk like the people of the past. They don't think like the people of the past. They don't go to places that the people of the past went to. You can't be up in this mess, and then you're going to go have heaven on earth? Come on, man. Got to get around the like-mindedness. Come on. I know y'all mad at me. No, amen. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. Praise the Lord. Say you're preaching real good. Amen. I am, right? You know, it's like, oh, you hang out with the fellas. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got two slow Joe, nap time Nikki, and wackadoo over here, and you want to go hang out with the... You ain't nap time Nikki. You know, you know what I'm saying? You want to hang out with these clowns. You show me who you hang out with, I'll show you your future, baby. I'm telling you, it's true. And then you try to defend all those goofballs you got in your life. You know, like, no, they're good guys. They ain't good guys, bro. You know them. Luke and me were talking the other day. He's in the back corner hiding. He got, he, they talk too much. I grew up, you don't talk. 
These kids are funny, man. They talk. I told them, I said, I got secrets in my head. Whew, put people in prison, bro. Not like bad, bad, but pretty bad. But let's just leave that under the blood. So I'm like, no, man. You got to realize them cats didn't change. I just outgrew them. Okay, you got it? So I looked at them. They looked at me. We did like this. If I stay in your world, I'm going to go where you go. And if you come into my world, you're going to go where I go. Why don't we just part ways now and call it peace? You got to have that day, bro. Because some of you, that's the biggest problem. You're trying to bring your family members with you. You're trying to bring Aunt Mary who don't understand. Nah, bro. You got to turn your head and run into your future. And whoever can keep up, take them with you. You need to hear that today. Because you got to make peace with your past. And stop letting your past be a time where you were high for 20 I don't care. You weren't the mom. None of us were what we needed to be. We weren't the mom. We weren't the dad. You weren't this. You weren't that. You weren't this. And guess what? Everybody in the room's got something they regret a little bit. Get over it. Make peace with it. And let's move on and stop letting it be a time waster for your future. Amen. Cut it out. Come on. You guys know what I'm saying? Look what he said right here. He's the one who said it. Look at Isaiah 43. He said, remember not the former things. Don't you consider the things old. He's telling you what's up. I'm going to do something new. It's going to spring forth. You're not going to know how. I'll even make a way in the wilderness. Woo, come on. Rivers in the desert. Come on. Look at this. And look what he said here. Verse 25. He said, I, this is God. I, hey, even I am he that blotteth out your sins. That's transgressions. For my sake, and I will not remember your sins. Why? If God's starting to forget about them, why don't you forget about them? If God washed them away and got rid of them, why don't you get rid of them? If God, he said, I won't remember them. Why you keep reminding God? You know what you're doing? Hey, God, you remember this? God's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I forgot about it. You should too. Come on, amen? Come on. Stop rehearsing the past and going there mentally. You don't need to. He said what? I don't remember your sins no more. Look at the next verse. Woo! Come on. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Why? Look at this. Put me in remembrance. Plead together in what? You can be justified. He's saying what? Remind me how good I am. Come on. Number two, you got to get to a place of forgiveness. Number one, you got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive people. You got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself. Why? Because all of us got to forgive ourselves from something, some boneheaded thing we were doing because we didn't pay attention or, you know, maybe you didn't, you know, whatever, you didn't do right, did right, don't do right. Who cares? Forgiveness. Everybody understand forgiveness? Write this down. Look what he says in Matthew 18. Peter came to Jesus and said, how many times I got to forgive these crazy people? He said, how many times do I got to forgive fellow believers? He's asking a great question. Do I got to do it seven times? He said, no, right? Peter asked the question. He said, do I do it seven times? He said, no, how about seven times 70, right? Peter got shocked. The lesson of forgiveness is this, that you have to forgive no matter what, because if you want to be forgiven, you got to forgive others. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I know we talk about forgiveness quick, but you got to get this. If you just look at the the man side of forgiveness, it's tough. Like, I got to forgive you, and there's some evil people in the earth, and you know what I'm saying? And you're like, this ain't easy. But God never wants you to just look at this. He wants you to look at, look at what I gave you in forgiveness first. Amen. Once you see what you received in forgiveness, it's easier for you to forgive. Because if you don't understand the God side, the man side becomes tough. Like, I got to forgive you, and I got to forgive some, some, look, straight up, preacher talk. There is evil people in the earth that God expects you to forgive. Okay? I'm just telling you now, this is grown-up stuff. 
He ain't waiting for your feelings. He didn't say you got to feel it. He said do it in obedience by faith and forgive. You understand what I just said? You don't have to ponder long. Just forgive and get out. But don't expect feelings to catch up because there's some wicked people in the earth God expects you to forgive. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you never understood what you got in forgiveness till you have to forgive. It's cute when it's, you don't have to forgive nobody. You know, it's like, oh, I forgive you. I love you. God loves you. Oh, God loves me. God can't wait to get up in the morning and see me. This is awesome. I forgive it. Praise God. Forgiveness. And how many of you want extra forgiveness? You know, like extra, like, oh, God, I got extra forgiveness. How many want, like, supernatural forgiveness? You know what I'm saying? Not just, like, little forgiveness. You want, like, the big stuff. Like, praise be to God. I'm forgiving all my sins. Right? Y'all ain't like me? You don't need extra? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want extra. Like, you know, if I go somewhere, like, they can say, hey, you can, get, you can get one scoop or two. I want three. Give me extra. Right? Don't you like extra? Right? How many wanted extra forgiveness when God said, I'm giving forgiveness? Come on. You know what I'm saying? I like that double hands out, right? Come on. Give me that extra forgiveness. Mama got it, too. Give me the extra forgiveness, right? Like, if God's giving it out, I want doubles. Right? Don't you? Give me, like, a bunch of forgiveness. And it's all cute, right? And then he's like, okay, now you got to practice forgiving people. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm almost willing to give up the forgiveness you gave me not to forgive them. You ever been there? Y'all, y'all been, y'all lying. Stop. You know them special people God's got? Oh, yeah. You know special people? Hello. Come on, man. Come on. You need to be straight in church. You know them special people oh, yeah. that you felt like God when you made them, you really didn't know what you were doing? <laughs> them special people. You work with special people. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Some of you have a cube right next to that special person at the office. They're just special. Nobody wants to be around them. They're miserable, disposition, evil, right? And then God's like, well, now you have to show forgiveness to the people that now you need to forgive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, God. Time out, time out, time out. This was cool when you were forgiving me, and you didn't say nothing about me having to forgive the ding-dongs that showed up. But I don't know if I like this no more because you forgiving me was great. But now me having to forgive these people that are twisted, I don't know about all this. I'm willing to quit. And he's like, this is where you got to learn the value of forgiveness. Because once you realize you're not forgiving them based upon how they treat you, but you're forgiving them based upon how I treated you, you're just giving what I gave you. Now watch this. You can give it away because it wasn't yours. Now I got a choice to make. And then I start seeing the value of forgiveness, understanding why it's important, and it helps me forgive me because guess what? I missed the mark, man. How many messed up some years? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Somebody's like a hand in a foot. Like, <laughs> how, many, how many years you messed up? Can you, can you, how many decades was that? You know, <laughs> leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it under the blood. But you get what I'm saying? Forgive you, forgive others. Paul said that's how you can press for your prize. Because some of you won't press hard enough if you don't forgive. Here's a big one. Ready? This is a nice one. Put this in there. You got to give your guilt to God's grace. Write that down. You got to give your guilt. You got to give. I got to give my guilt to God. I'm guilty, man. I've been guilty of some stuff. So I got to give it to God's grace. How many of you know what I mean by that? You're guilty of some stuff. You know what I mean? Let's be straight. You know, you shouldn't have been doing what you're doing. You shouldn't have left. You shouldn't have did. I don't know. I don't want you going back, but I'm just trying to help you see this. You got to give your guilt to God's Whatever you may feel you missed the mark in, I got to give it to God's grace, man. He 
bigger than this. He's going to empower. Grace, simple definition. It's all grace is. God's power and ability in you, giving you strength to do what you could not do by yourself. Did you get that? So God's grace is his ability in you, allowing you to do what I couldn't do by myself. How many of you need grace? I need grace all day long. I need his strength in me to allow me to do what I could not do by myself. God, help me. Look, man, this is why you go to church. Are you getting this? I don't want to go to church. Get up, man, and go to church. This is where you learn this stuff. Better go to church. Go to church, man. It's like, I don't know if I like it here. Go somewhere you like then. I'm totally down with that. I told somebody the other day, I said, go out, call them, and tell them you're coming. I will. I got their number, most of them. Some of them don't like me, though. <laughs> I know who they are, too. They snitched on them. I, I'll send them money. <laughs> I did. Yeah, anybody you don't like, send them money. You'll like them real quick when you send them money. You, yeah, it's a trick. Not, not in a trick in a bad way. It's weird. It's, it's, it's a spiritual lesson. Because wherever your money is, your heart is. Mm-hmm. So anybody I know, don't start talking about me because you guys will figure it out. I'm not sending you no money. <laughs> Tim, though, straight up, they were, flapping, they were flapping their gator, and I found out. And my buddy come to me and said, so-and-so don't like you. I said, I knew. I knew by looking at him when he seen it. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I seen it on his face. I said, I had to write him a check, bro. Amen. But I said, I got, how am I going to get this guy money? I told you how to do this. I said, how am I going to get him money without knowing it's me? So we sent cash. Made sure I got it, and I had somebody that went out of town mail it from another state. I smile every time I think. I've been talking about this for years, bro. This is how you do it. Don't let nobody get in your heart with offense. Nobody. You understand what I just said? That's demonic even finding that out. I said, they will not make me ever get offended. I'll keep sending them money until my heart gets right. Because where your heart is, your treasure is. I knew how to make sure my my heart was going to go where they needed to go with them. See what I'm saying? Don't get offended. That's a bunny trail, but that's, that's, that's a billion-dollar bunny trail. Yeah. I told one person, you know what I told him in the Miracle Center? I said, man, if you don't like me, just make me peanut butter brownies. <laughs> I swear, the next week, you remember that silly guy brought me the peanut butter brownies from Publix? I was glad he didn't bake them himself because I wasn't going to eat them because I didn't know what was in them if he didn't like me. He really did. He brought me peanut butter brownies from Publix. I got excited. I was like, next week I'm going to tell somebody, hey, if you don't like me, bring me money. <laughs> it's cute but it's funny how do I get there you got to forgive you got to learn how to forgive fight to forgive figure it out but here's what you got to do give your guilt to God's grace did you write that down that's big that's big how do I give my guilt to God's grace this is what you got to realize you have the power you have the power to overcome your guilt it's God's grace that gives you that strength Look what it says here in Romans six we're going to read this for a little bit we're going to read the next five verses I think they're really going to help you and then I'm going to show you what to do, okay? You like that? Give your, how do I give my guilt to God's grace? You've got to understand the power of God's grace to overcome. So whatever you're guilty about, let his strength and power for you to overcome. So let it be the same way with you since you are what? Join with him. What's he say to do? You must continually view yourself as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal. Why is that? While living daily for God's pleasure. You can't, don't, don't accept the invitation from sin. It's coming, man. It's your union with Jesus will keep you separated from this because the anointing's on it. Look at 12. There's nothing's got you bound. Look at me. Nothing's got you bound but what you allow to keep you bound. 
Now, people don't want to hear that kind of conversation because they want to live weak. I ain't letting nothing weak in here. Now, you might be weak right now, but if you do what I tell you to do, by next week, you'll start getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm battling stuff. The only reason why you're still in a battle is because you don't know you got victory. Once I teach you victory, live on the other side of the coin. I live from victory forward. I don't live from disciplining myself to try to. What victory is wanting to do something? Let me tell you what I do in this place. If you, victory over sin is not the desire to still do it. Victory over sin is you don't even have a desire anymore. I don't teach you how to fight every day to survive. I teach you every day how to dominate life. There's nothing in me. There's nothing in me that wants the world. And there's going to be nothing in you that wants what's in that world. You hang around here. It won't even be desire anymore because we're going to bury it. And you're going to live in victory and total, utter freedom. You understand? Constant, utter freedom. Did you pull this in? That's how you do it. Got no desire to do none of this mess. But here's how you know. Want to see how? Sin is what? A dethroned monarch. You know what that means? You got to understand. Revelation. Because people don't know this. I'm battling sin. You ain't battling sin. You got victory. Amen. Just hang on to the belt. You the champ. Once you get revelation knowledge, this ain't no battle no more. That's why I'm teaching you this stuff. Read this. Sin is dethroned. What's that mean? It ain't got no authority over your life no more. Put it in its place. Get up tomorrow when it says, hey, I'm here. Say, you better get out of the room because I'm here. You know, the kids were, we were watching one of those, I don't know, we watched some, I, I was laughing. I made myself laugh, you know, because this goofy commercial came on. We were watching Netflix and this crazy commercial come on, this demonic mess, you know, and Pastor Liz is so funny. She's like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I was like, I feel like running through the TV and ripping that thing's head off. Amen. I'm serious, bro. And it was like, and they look at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, no, anything anti-Christ, that demon, I, I don't want to, oh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I was like, I want to run through the TV screen and rip the thing's head off. Why? Because you stay highly, highly sensitive almost in that place where like, no, you're not afraid of this stuff. Not that she was. It was a stupid commercial. But you know what I'm saying? But when sin shows up, you show up stronger because you are. Don't let the enemy ever defeat you in thinking you're not stronger than it. Jesus is more powerful than everything. You just got to know your position. Look what he says. Sin, this is what God said. Sin is the, a dethroned monarch. So you must no longer, look what he's saying, look what he's saying, read it. You must no longer give it opportunity to rule over your life. If, if you're given an opportunity, that means it can't rule over your life. So what do you do? You tell it, shut up, and it will leave. Who do you think told you those suggestions? Who do you think showing up with those lies? Where do you think that junk came from? The devil, man. I don't believe in the devil. Yeah, well, guess what? He, he's real and he's speaking. Just tell him, shut up. Say, I went to church and Pastor Chris told me to tell you, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care what you got to do. Just tell him, shut up. Amen. That's not my thought. That's not my idea. That's not my identity anymore. Read it. Look what he says, right? What? To rule. Controlling how you live and compelling you to obey its desires. You don't have to obey its desires and its cravings. Tell it to shut up. Right. It doesn't own you. You own it. Look what it says in verse 13. We're going to read all the way through it. So then, refuse to answer its call. Hang up on it and surrender your body a tool of wickedness. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. That's where the power is. I'm a dead man. You can't entice a dead man. 
Dead man's dead. You can't intrigue a dead man. He's dead. Just mortify your body. You know what that means? Be dead to this stuff. Dead means deadness. Like you don't have a feeling for it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no feeling. You lose the taste for it. You lose the desire for it. You lose the... Why? Because you killed it. This, this is normal church. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing it, and if you ain't doing it yet, you stick around here, we'll make sure. And if you ain't getting good... I don't care if you... I got people who've been taking 20 years to figure this out. I don't care. I got nothing but time. Well, so, they, so let's get better. We'll get better next week and a little better the week after, a little better the week after. And before you know, you'll be looking so far back, you got to look 20 years back to find where you were, and you ain't even going to find yourself because you keep getting better each and every day. Look at this. Now what? You live now for his pleasure, ready to be used for his noble purpose. Okay, watch this. Keep going. Remember this. Sin will not conquer you. For God already has. He talking to you, bro. He ain't talking to me. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. Sin can't conquer you. God already has. My God in heaven. You are not governed by the law, but governed by the grace of God. Woo, come on, somebody. There ain't no do's or dows or those or don'ts and all that. Grace is governing you. God's ability. Amen. Look what it says. Remember this. Sin will not. What are you to do then? You're okay. You can go. What are you to do then? Should we sin? No. Come on, man. What a terrible thought. We don't willfully sin. What do we do? 16. We learn how to dominate. But don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? Choose carefully. For whoever you surrender yourself to become a servant, you're bound to the one you choose. Look at it. What do you mean you're bound to one? You choose to obey it. Don't do it. Say, I'm, I'm, say, I'm rolling with God. How many are you rolling with God? Rolling with the new life. Roll, rolling with forgiveness. Rolling with supernatural grace. Rolling with ability to be changed and transformed. Come on, man. Look, that's what happens, right? Look at this. He's going to lead you into perfect righteousness. That's what the backside of that says. You can pop up. See what it says there? But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into what? Perfect righteousness. Did you get that? Here we go. Number four, I'm going to give you the last one, and then you can get this. They didn't get this in the other one because they didn't stay long enough. Amen. And we're done. Come on. You need to keep forward focused. When you get forward focused, it becomes the lens you see your life through. You got to keep thinking forward. Stop looking back. You know what I'm saying? Right? In the car, right? You know, everybody uses this one. It's kind of funny. It's kind of cute, right? Rear view mirrors. Objects in this rear view mirror are smaller than they appear. Windshield's huge. What's in back of you is real small. Next time you think about that when you drive, and say, why is the windshield so big? Like, you know, the windshield's huge and a little, because what? What's in back of you is not important as much as what's in front of you. That's why even in the car it tells you, hey, what's in back of you can't really get you too bad. But what's in front of you, you better watch. God's trying to get you to see it. Same thing. Why is the windshield so big and the rearview mirror so small? Because what doesn't matter what's in back of you as much? You know what I mean? You're not really responsible for that. If somebody even came and hit you in the back, you know that happens sometimes? Was that your fault? Nope. That's their fault. But if you take your car and you go running into something, that's your fault. Right? You get what I'm saying? So what am I saying? Stop looking in the rearview mirror and what? Start looking at your windshield. Stay forward focused. Don't talk about the past. Stop talking about what you used to be. Yeah. That what you used to be business. Hush your mouth. Don't tell nobody. They don't know who you are. Even a fool looks smart when he shuts up. Don't tell nobody. 
Sometimes, well, you know, I did this in 73, 83. I know, nobody, don't tell nobody. And only tell people that are going to keep it covered. And you telling these nitwits want to keep reminding you about your past. Get out of that mess. Everybody want to tell you who you were. Now, somebody tell me who I am today. Come on, you see what I'm saying? They want to go back. That's why a lot of you guys, I'm telling you, you better really identify, well, Pastor Chris, you're a little bit too, you're too much with this. No. Why you got to go talking about yesterday? Come on, stop talking about yesterday. Well, we had married problems for 25 years. That's great. Make it a testimony, but don't make it the conversation of your life. Right. Amen. Well, I was broke for you. All right, that's great. That's okay. You understand. Everybody goes through hard times. But stop talking negative and doubt and unbelief and no faith. And stop talking sick. And Amen. stop talking broke. And stop talking challenge after challenge. Start talking faith and speak the things that bring life. And stop talking death and speak positively over your life. Speak positively over your kids. Speak positively over your spouse. Speak positively over your marriage. Speak positive, positive, positive. Well, you know, you a confession cop. No, I'm not. I just want you to understand something. Look, forward focus. Look what it says here. Oh, I like this one, right? Look at Luke 639. We done. You can play. Look at this, right? Forward focus. When you get forward focus. It becomes the lens you see your life through. Forward. Stop looking backwards. Yeah. I tried that business and it didn't work. What's that mean? Yeah, right. Big deal. All these companies. You ever read these things about these companies? Bunch of people starting stuff, stopping stuff, breaking stuff, not making money, on the verge of being broke. Now they're millionaires because they just tried again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tried again. So you made a mistake in business. Whoa. <laughs> I had a guy come to me one day, lost, I don't know, I think he told me a couple million bucks. I forgot how much money he was proud of it too. He's like, I lost like four million bucks in in three hours. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And and yeah, he was serious. He's a baller. And we were driving in his car. We were flying. And I go, he goes, I lost that kind of money in a couple hours. I said, wow, that's great. I said, well, you don't scare me. He goes, why is that? I go, because you know how to make money. Right. So a guy that made three four million and lost three four million, he don't. He's easy to fix. Just, you know what I mean? It's the guy that never made a couple million bucks. You got me nervous because you don't know how to do it. Not trying to be mean, but you know what I'm saying? God was like, I lost four million bucks in three hours. I was like, well, praise God. You know? And he's like, why? What do you, he thought I was goofy. You know, I was like, what's wrong with you? I said, well, you know how to make it again. See, that's the difference. And I said, what are you worried about? Just go make it again. Stop talking about what you lost and go make it again. See what I'm saying? It's all about how you look at it. Look what it says here. Because it's people. People usually are negative before they're ever positive. Jesus also quoted these proverbs. What happens when a blind man pretends to guide another blind man? They both stumble into the ditch. To get your vision right. He doesn't just talk about blind people saying wrong vision leads to a ditch. If you can't see straight, you wind up in a ditch. He wasn't talking about just blind people saying people don't know where they're going. How? And another, oh God, let me meddle for a minute. Can I? Why in the heaven are you listening to people that don't have success in their own life to gain success in yours? Broke ain't got three nickels, but they're going to give you financial advice. Oh, my God. Will you stop? Will you stop? Stop it. Well, you know, my buddy told me this. I was like, how much money he got in his portfolio, bro? Cut it out. Going to tell you how to be working the job you got. and They ain't never going to work a day in their life, but they know everything. Will you get rid of these people? You can be kind, but just don't listen to their advice. That'd be like me trying to tell you, tell you, Joker's working for NASA. I'm going to tell you how to put a rocket on the moon. He'd be dumb to listen to me about rockets on the moon. 
I don't know nothing about no rocket on the moon, but I still can't figure out how in the world you guys can send that thing up in the air and do all that, but I can't get cell service from here to 95. Thank you. Fix that. Fix that, bro. Fix that, and I'll let you put a dish in the back. I don't care what we got to put, and they can pay me rent. I could care less. I like that. That'd be good. But work on that. Okay. And how could the apprentice know more than the master? Wah! That's Jesus talking. That ain't me. That's red letter. He's saying, hello, novice. Going to tell you, you're the master, right? And some of you are doing that too. You know, you got people in your life, they don't know nothing, you know? Like Uncle Joe, he ain't had a job for 35 years, but he knows how to go to work. Shoker ain't never been to work a day in his life, but he tell you everything about what, when I was coming up, we did this, we had to eat bread and take the bus, and you ain't had a job for 23 years, Uncle Joe. You've been high since 73. I ain't taking your advice. That's funny. You should have laughed, but that's your own business. So I got to go get an audience that's going to give me amens. Hey, how, thank you, Brittany. How could the apprentice know more than the master? For only after he is fully qualified will he be at that level. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Are you at the level of life to speak in the mind yet? I'm talking about your friends. I'm talking about, come on. You over here. You got your boy telling you stuff. I'm going to tell you how to do it. They never did it in a day in their life, but they're going to tell you how to do it. Are you catching me yet? Because I'm trying to go home. You're keeping me here. Next verse. Why do you focus on the flaw in someone else's life? Now, watch that. Now, that eat, that's because what do people do? They're usually looking at the flaws in people more than the success in people. And why? You got a plank in your own life. Look, he says, why are you looking at and failing to notice the glaring flaws of your own life? Come on, man. I put that in there for a reason. Why? Look at verse 4 too. And we're done. How can you say to your friend, hey, let me show you where you're wrong when you are guilty of even more than he is? You're overly critical, splitting hairs and being a hypocrite. You must acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them before you'll be able to deal with the blind spots of your friend. What am I saying? I'm trying to give you this. Man, stop looking at the flaws and look forward. Get your focus off the flaws and get your focus on forward. And stop letting people that are flawed in their own life, ain't looked at their own junk in their own life, going to try to give you advice on how to fix yours. Go to the master. He already told you what to do. Pick those principles up and apply them to your life. Now, listen, if I give you advice, it's only because it's spiritual advice. I don't tell you what I even think about it, unless you ask something, things like that. But you see what I'm saying? You can't miss with God. Stay on that side. Change your life forever. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did good today. Listen. But here's what I want you to do. I want to pray about this. I felt like we should pray about this. I really do. I want you... To make peace with your past right now today. That's my ultimate prayer. My ultimate prayer is that you will make peace with your past. That's what I'm praying and believing today. Maybe you don't have none to do. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are. But if you got to make peace with it, make peace with it once and for all today. That's it. I'm, I got peace with that thing. I'm done. I'm not letting it rob me of another second of my future. I'm telling you, that's what it's a time thief. The past tries to come into your present and rob you of time. And time is the most precious commodity we all have. So every second it tries to come and take time out of today, it's, 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 it's the margins. It's, it's not good. Because today, time's, time's the most valuable thing we have. 
So it's trying to come and make you a prisoner of yesterday while you could be a pioneer of tomorrow. Amen. Don't go there, bro. Shut it down. You made mistakes. I had a dude, I told a dude the other day, I can tell you what I said. It isn't bad. It's a little rough, but it's a little bad. It's not bad. Dude calls me up. Says, I left my wife. I screwed the whole thing up. I was a big mess. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, bro, grass looks greener on the other side. But remember this. There's always poop in the yard, bro. He laughed so hard. I said, what? I said, it's always poop in the yard. Looks great, but there's still problems with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did. He messed up. But I said, there's always problems in what looks good. Might not be the God thing. So you got some guilt, bury it. You got some pain, bury it. What are you going to do? Live with it? Live with it and torment the rest of your life and live in regret? No more. We're out. Come on. Hands in the air, eyes closed. Tell God, I'm making peace with my past. Hey, you maybe had a bad day, cost you some time. Don't worry about it. Don't let it take another second. Come on, baby. And I'm going to tell you what, you learned a whole lot of stuff from it, what not to do. Life is not a book of what to do. Life becomes a book of what not to do. Once you figure out what not to do, you just duplicate not doing it in the future. That's it. I learned more in life by what not to do than what to do. So guess what? Use it as an experience tool and never let it happen again. Come on. Say this out loud if you're here. Now, you got to make peace with this. I'm being serious. If you want to make this your prayer, you make it your prayer. Just say this. Say, Jesus, today, once and for all, I'm making peace with my past. Thank you, Father. That right now, you're setting me free. I'm making peace with the past. I'm overcoming the guilt and the shame. And from this moment forward, I'm never going to allow it again to rob a second of my future. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, I'm going to pray for a handful of you. Everybody just, everybody just, Josh, come here. So some of you guys have been going through bodily symptoms. If you've had bodily symptoms that have not been, uh, it's okay. I'm going to pray for a handful of you, so don't go nowhere. So you're going to lay hands on the sick? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. If you've had bodily symptoms that have been going on in your body, you're not feeling right, maybe you're feeling sick, or you haven't been feeling too good, a lot of these guys are having like, and I'm not talking about these guys, a lot of you guys have a little bit of that, uh, that COVID hangover stuff, you know, whatever they're calling this, you know, like weakness, fatigue. I've been noticing this, man, with a lot of people. I'm going to lay hands on you now. So if you feel like I had that stuff or I'm recovering or I feel like I'm recovering, I'm going to lay hands on you. I want your strength to be back, and this is a safe environment, okay? And if you got to go, sign up for Palm Coast. I understand that. But I've been getting a lot of these phone calls like, man, I, just, I haven't gotten my step back. I haven't gotten a full 100% capacity. This thing knocked me for a loop, you know? Some people got knocked for a loop. They've had breathing problems, respiratory stuff. I don't know what it is, but if you feel like you've been fatigued for any short, uh, short period of time, you just don't feel right. I'm not speaking sick over you. You know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get it over you to get it. Okay? If that's you, come down here now. Just come down here now. And if I got to pray for 20 people, I don't care. Just come, you understand what the call was for. You come down here now. We're going to go real slow because we weren't really, really, really thinking this was going to happen. But I felt the nudging of the Lord come up. Everybody take one step up. And if you feel like you got that kind of that thing going on, just lift your hands to heaven. Now, I wish you could all stay, pray and believe God. It's great. If you got to go, I understand completely. But I'm going to lay hands on them. When I lay hands on them, power is going to go in them. When power goes in them, the anointing. Now, why do you lay hands on the sick? The Bible says in Mark 11, Mark 16, you know, Mark 16 is the easiest one. He said, he said, go into all the world, lay hands on the sick, and watch them recover. Speaking unknown tongues. This is the Bible. 
Well, I've never seen it before. Well, you should go to church where they believe the Bible then. That's your fault, not mine. So that's like, no, there's, no, there's no cookie cutter. I'm not, I'm not telling you what's up. Understand, learn from me because I'm teaching you the truth, uncompromised truth. What's uncompromised truth? The Bible said lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. If you ain't laying hands on the sick and you know it, that's on you. I know it, so I'm doing it. If you don't understand it, don't worry about it. Stick around somewhere where you understand, you learn more. What about tongues? He said, go on to all the world, preach the gospel. They said, they'll speak with unknown tongues. When I'm speaking in unknown tongues, I'm not speaking to men, but I'm speaking to God. How be it in the spirit, he's speaking out mysteries. You need that. Well, I didn't learn that. Well, that's why we're teaching that. It's all new. I came in here, I thought everything was wacky. Yeah, I didn't know all this stuff. I was lost. Now, you got to let the power of God be the power of God. See, God's power of leaving my body and flowing to her body. Why? Because he's God. It'll, it'll, it, now, you say, you, what are you doing? I ain't doing nothing. But I, see, I can release it by my mouth, and I can release it in my hands. You see? And it becomes too strong to be on your body, and people fa- fall. Why do they fall out? Because the glory comes on them. Why is the power of God come on? I'm not God. How do I know? I'm just happy they get what they get. Lay hands on sick, sick recover. I know it's weird. Don't worry about it. Don't get scared. I'm normal. You know she's normal. Close your eyes. And don't worry about it. You ain't got to be nervous. If you fall, you fall. You don't fall. I got you. Give me your hands. You're going to be strong from this moment forward. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless her. Show her how real you are in Jesus' name. Now. Jesus, now. Show her how real you are. It's like fire. It's okay, I'm, we're here. She's there too. She ain't going nowhere. You ain't got to fall down. Father, in Jesus' name, just bless her and just keep her and let her see how real you are. And God, give her strength and ability to season forward. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. I also thank you for the power of God. Now, 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 in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, fill it overflowing. Tell her, yeah, now. Power. Oh, power. Sometimes I like that. Okay, I'm going to go real slow. Josh, just receive in Jesus' name. Top of your head, sole of your feet in Jesus' name. God, give him strength and ability. Let this next season be the best season. Let the anointing rest upon him strong and supernatural in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for Nick, Lord. Let's receive, Nick. Ready? Strength and power and anointing. Now in Jesus' name. 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 You okay? He's okay. La ba 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 ba. Let me just do it like this, one at a time. Father, in the name of Jesus, give my brother strength in Jesus' name. Let the power of God come upon him supernaturally in Jesus' name. Let the anointing rest upon him afresh and anew. Give him strength and mobility. Give him strength and mobility in Jesus' name. Care, strength, and mobility in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God, bless Jerry. Hey! Bam. Power. They got my spirit. It's easier with these guys. Bam. Strength. Say, why is somebody? Because they're used to me. They ain't scared of me. She ain't scared of me neither. Pow. I got to go slow. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? What's going on? It's going to be a brand new season for you, okay? Just keep coming. I don't know why. I just, I notice this. I feel this, okay? Kids will figure it out. Don't worry about it. Don't let them stop you. It's your season. Close your eyes. Watch this. Bam. Don't get nervous. Nothing to get nervous about. Give me a hand. Ready? Don't get scared. Power. Power, strength, and ability. Power, strength, and ability. Power, strength, and ability. Let this season be the next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jesus. God's going to use you because you're, 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 you're sensitive to him. You're a compassionate guy, man. God needs more guys like you. And don't underestimate yourself. You got great things in you. In Jesus' name. You got them? That's the glory of God coming on you, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. It all makes sense in the next season. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jesus' mighty name, amen. The season isn't easy, but God's going to be faithful. The restoration, reconciliation, steps of faith, you're going to see greater than ever before, but here comes peace. There's peace right there in Jesus' name. Ma fre pangle mendele bracalama. Boom. Pow. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You're thinking. Your processor's going to slow down now. Peace. There you go. Hey, you're like your husband. That's your husband? Yeah, you guys both got that same. I need you guys like, get involved. You got people, compassion. Oh, power. How you doing? It's going to be good. Just keep coming. Most of the time, don't be afraid. Everything's going to work out. Things ain't always easy, but God's faithful. Strength. There it is. He's going to do it. He can do it. He's big. He's big, 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 big. What's that for, people? Okay, watch this. Watch. And we got prayer clothes if you want to take them home. I'm going to lay hands on them and then we'll leave them on the pulpit. Is that okay? That's what the anointing is about. That's why you go to church like this. I don't know. This is what I learned a long time ago. You never know what people are going through. You know? You never know what people are going through. That's why the church has to be available with the anointing. So imagine if I was going to compromise the anointing for people's comfort. Get out of here. That's why you step out and the unlearned learned and the people that need receive. That's why you can't back up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to pray over these, and I will leave them on the altar or something like that. I want to leave them on the altar. If you need a prayer call, you take this home. If you know sick people, you got more of these? If you want me to do them? I'll do a whole bag if you got them. Okay, here's what I do know. We use this terminology in church. I, I don't know. I don't see it in the Bible, so I stay scriptural. You know, lay hands on people proxy. You ever see that? Like I lay hands on you for somebody else. I did it a couple of times. I don't see it in the Bible. I do it by faith because I can believe anything. But this is what I do believe. I'm just going to hold them all in the back so they don't fall out. This is what I do believe. The Bible said take Hank, Paul took handkerchiefs and aprons, laid hands on them, power went in them. And healed the sick. Unclean spirits left. That's the Bible. So what we did was we lay hands on handkerchiefs and aprons. You take them home. Send them around the country. I don't care. Take five, six. Take them all. We'll cut up cloths all the time. It's, we, this is scriptural evidence. Now the, the miraculous, what did I tell you at the conference? It's found in the ridiculous. This is ridiculous in the natural-minded man. What are you, lay hand on a cloth and you're going to lay it somewhere? My uncle, my uncle, my mother will tell you this. My uncle was losing his mind. It was. My, they put it under the bed and he woke up and came through the next day. They took it out because they thought they were smart. They thought it was weird and he went back being wacky for a minute. No, that's my mother. It's true. They don't know this stuff. They're lost. They were. No more. So you know this stuff. You better start getting spiritual. Because you're a lot more smarter spiritual than you are natural, I'm telling you. So take these things. Let's right here. Here, you, you, hold, you help me. <laughs> so I pray on all of them. And they take them all. Send them to everybody. Send them to your crazy aunt. Praise the Lord. 
You know what I'm saying. Send it to the sick. Send it to the people you want. Lay it under your bed. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we believe the word of God. Paul anointed handkerchiefs and aprons. They went forth. They worked healings. They worked cures. They brought signs. They brought wonders. They brought miracles. They released demonic oppression. Thank you, Father, that as we lay hands upon these handkerchiefs and aprons, the power of God's going in them to work a healing and a cure, to do supernatural things in their life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. We'll leave them up here or something. Or they're here. All right? So listen, just lift your hands up and say amen. amen. God's good. Praise the Lord. Go to Palm Coast. Help us out. We need you here, there, and everywhere. Love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.